podcast. Buenos tardes. What it is, what they do, and assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. If you're here, that means that you most likely tuned into my very short, but mostly to the point introduction. And since you've made it this far, that means I did my job. Welcome back to the misadventures of a plant-based hijabi hood rat. And I'm your host, Petty Shabazz. Yes, Petty like your middle cousin on your daddy's side of the family. We all got that one. I want to first start out by thanking you, the listeners, for allowing me to run my mouth and talk your ears off, but mostly for allowing my manifestation to become a reality. Allah is so merciful. You ain't have to come back, but you did. So now you're a part of the family. So the most important question is, which cousin do you want to be? I'm going to give you time to figure that out with a story time. Now, the other day I was leaving the hospital from working an armed escort detail. I pulled up to the exit as I've done a million times and I gave the parking attendant my ticket. She immediately looked me up and down. She said something while smiling. Unfortunately, I didn't quite catch what she said, be it internal or maybe external noise. It was a parking garage. So I politely asked her if she could repeat herself, citing that I couldn't hear. The second time, I heard her loud and clear. She was asking a question, and that question just so happened to be, are you wearing a disguise? Bewildered, I thought to myself, what could she be talking about? I'm a 90s baby, and I've watched way too many cartoons. Still confused, I looked down and I looked myself over. Black Nike hoodie, tactical pants, Under Armour hijab. That's actually come in very clutch during these summer months, by the way. This is my standard fit when I'm working these details. Sensing my confusion, she took it upon herself to expound upon her question. She said, the thing on your head, pointing, is that a part of your disguise? Immediately, the smile that I constantly wore on my face disappeared as my head began slowly to cock to the side. I could feel my eyes beginning to roll to the back of my head. But I stopped them in their tracks. Subhanallah. Since covering my hair, I've been asked, are you that cold? Aren't you hiding that thing? I've been told, you're being a little overdramatic. It isn't that cold. And you know it's too hot for that. I've been called Pushaisti because apparently he's a hijabi too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He wears a ski mask as a fashion statement. I've been called Sister Mary. I've been called a pilot. I've been called Betty Shabazz. And one of my favorites, I've been asked, are you a nun? Now, perhaps I've gotten a little bit too ahead of myself. I tend to do that when I'm excited. But let me back up for a second and let me explain to you who may not know what hijab is. Contrary to popular belief, hijab is not just the covering of the hair. It's the covering of the body being modest not only in dress, but in conduct and behavior. Most Westerners believe the hijab is just a scarf that covers your neck and your head. That scarf is actually called a shayla. Hijab represents protection for both men and women. Hijab is compulsory, as said in the Quran and by the Prophet, peace be upon him. But most of all, hijab pleases Allah. And let me just say, I live to please Allah. At first, I would shrink a million times over when I heard these comments. Pretend I didn't hear them. 
make a small, subtle, but uncomfortable laugh and keep it moving. At work, because hijab was a new thing, I would often take the time to educate people on my beliefs and why I wore it. I would often let them know that I was open to questions and no question was a bad question because I would much rather them ask questions than to stare at me or to talk about me behind my back. They do that regardless. Strategically, I had decided to start the head covering portion of my hijab journey two weeks before Ramadan this year so that it would be easy for people to associate that. Well, she's covering up her head, so she's Muslim, since it wasn't a topic of conversation or something that I often made known to people. It was mostly known on a need to know basis. Well, she disappears at random times during the day because she's making her salat. These are things that my bosses and people in direct contact with me needed to know. But to the everyday person at work, they didn't know that. I personally text everyone in my department and let them know that come Monday, I will be donning a head covering so that they wouldn't be surprised. Boy, was I wrong. After covering my hair, I ended up spending the weeks leading up to the holiest month of the Muslim year, Ramadan, constantly having to explain myself and build outlandish questions and comments. I was asked on multiple occasions, well, we've seen your hair already. So what's the difference? What difference does it make now? It was borderline stressful, to say the least. With that being said, here are the 10 things I wish I knew before becoming a hijabi. Number one, do not, I repeat, do not get on Reddit looking for a community of hijabis who are going to make this journey easier for you. Because respectfully, all you're going to encounter on the hijabi subreddit are a bunch of Debbie Downers who are constantly complaining about the hijab. My face isn't shaped right. I don't feel beautiful. Men don't look at me. I want to dress worldly. I miss how I used to be. And if your dean isn't strong, or if you're already struggling with the hijab, there will be no help. In times of struggle, go back to the Quran. And if surrounding yourself with like-minded sisters is important, then Reddit's not the place. Number two. This journey is not a race. It's a marathon. By that, I mean take your time and jump in at the pace that you feel like will work for you because one person's hijab journey isn't necessarily your journey. Number three, non-Muslims will make outlandish comments. Some are bigoted. Others, they just don't understand. It's not your job to make them understand your dean. You will spend a lifetime explaining yourself. In the end, I wear the hijab for Allah. And that simple answer is good enough for me at this point in my life. Number four, you will be tested. Simple as that. It's said in the Quran. It's said by the prophet. So don't expect in this journey that you won't be tested because you will. Number five, focus on deen and not dunya. The simple worldly pleasures of this earth don't even compare to the pleasures that you will receive in paradise. Number six, this journey is what you make it. You can be like those women on Reddit and constantly complain, or you can experiment with different colors, fabrics, styles. Make it fun and exciting and new. 
I currently own over 50 hijabs and counting in different color variations, fabrics, sizes. Every time I get dressed, I try to come up with something new. I go on Pinterest and I get inspiration for outfits. I watch YouTube modest fashion hauls. I'm always seeking out Muslim content creators on YouTube. When I go out of town, I specifically Google search for Muslim shops and Muslim businesses, and I try to patron them. So everywhere I go, I try to get something different that I can bring back with me home and wear. You just have to make it fun and exciting because if you continue to wear the same things the same way, then that just brings your spirit down. Number seven, you're going to be hot. There's no way around that. Just the other day, me and an elder sister went to lunch after Juma on an 88 degree day, only to find out that our destination did not have air conditioning. Like I said, there's no way around 90 degree temperatures, feeling like you've stepped into an oven, your sleeves sticking to you, your turtleneck soaked in sweat. It's plenty of hijab hacks out there. It's plenty, and I'd like to give it to the hijabi community for coming up with these hacks. But hot is hot, and there's no way around it. Number eight, beware of the hijab police. <laughs> I had a brother ask me, well, what's the hijab police? And all I can tell him was, the hijab police are worse than Beyonce's beehive and Rihanna's Navy put together, if you ask some sisters. They're a group of people whose sole purpose is to dictate how to and how not to wear the hijab. They're the ones that if you put a picture up, they're going to say, well, that's not right. Your neck is showing. I can see your hair. That's not hijab. That brings attention. Worse than Beyonce's beehive. I'm telling you, you have to beware of them. As I've stated so many times, this is your journey. It's not theirs. And you have to make it your own. The hijab police is going to do nothing but break you down. They're only going to tell you that you're wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. And some may or may not have good intentions behind it. But you have to do this journey. It's your hijab journey. Beware of the hijab police. Number nine, our Islam is based on Quran and Sunnah, not on what we think. I've always thought of it like this, whether it be a time of struggle, whether it be joy, whether it be pain. I always go back to the Quran, always Quran and Sunnah. What I think, my personal thoughts what someone else thinks, it doesn't matter. Quran and Sunnah. Always. And number 10, there is no right or wrong way to begin a hijab journey. Although the hijab police, they'd like for you to think different. <laughs> Everyone's journey is unique. Some women can jump right into wearing a jilbab or a niqab. Some women need to wear a turban around their head slowly ease their way into covering their hair and necks. Some women slowly phase out the skinny jeans. They'll wear their skinny jeans, but they'll wear a long top over them. Some women slowly phase out the tight-fitting shirts, and eventually they're the same women that wear beautiful abayas or perfectly curated modest pieces. 
Over the last two years, unbeknownst to most people, I had began covering my arms and legs. At work, I would wear these UV arm sleeves to accompany my already long, loose-fitting tactical bands. Around friends and family, I opted for outfits that were long, loose-fitting, and modest. As I readied myself for a transition that I knew in my heart would be eventually coming, I began incorporating more and more modest clothes into my wardrobe. I had a collection of hijabs, even though I wore the same one to Juma every Friday. It's like subconsciously I knew that I was going to step into this hijab journey sooner than I thought, and I began preparing myself for it. What it, what it honestly really all boils down to is effort. Effort is the only option. You are not in charge of the results. You're in charge of the effort. Allah is in charge of the rest. This is your favorite cousin, Petty Shabazz. Thank you for tuning in to The Misadventures of a Plant-Based Hijabi Hood Rat. And remember, make your salat, drink your water, oil your scalp, be delusional in your duas, and always be kind to yourself and others. May Allah heal you, bless you, rejuvenate you, restore and recover you. Assalamu alaikum.